Backdoor Cut. Hey. <laughs> Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with the excited for the NRL state of origin, Matt Beatty. Mate, I'm, I'm keen. Get, get around it. Yeah. Absolutely. NBA yeah. finals start at the end of the week, but uh, the origin's just about to kick off in, in the NRL. Yeah, and you might wonder why why would you lead in to a basketball podcast talking about an NRL fan, and it is to avoid who I'm about to introduce, Jake Eisenberg. Jake, why don't you just run us through oh, man. what's going on? Let's just say uh, this is the best I've been doing in the past 24 hours, 36 hours. Uh, thanks to everybody that reached out. Really appreciate all the love, support, kind words uh, in this time. <laughs> um, I've never felt like I had before game seven, never. And we, I, we grieved. Remember last podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, I could grieved, and then the sliver arrived after game four. This is the thing. You, you were done. You I was, finished. It like, was you good. Were, you were grieving, entering the process, all that. Yeah. And then they gave you that sliver going, I guess, yep. clawing back to 3-1. Yep. And then, and then they, the sliver kept growing and kept growing. And then they kicked the shit out of the heat in game five. And then game six, the Derek White game, the putback. And we've got, we've got signs. We've got 0-4 Red Sox come back. we got Big Puppy in the building. Paul Pierce, Isaiah Thomas in the house. Um, and then the first play of the game, Jason Tatum hurts his ankle. Yeah. Honestly, like as soon as, as soon as you you see a player get injured, a player of that magnitude get injured, like it just sucks the energy out of everything. And like, yeah, I just, people were like, oh, heat are injured. Jimmy's been playing on a bad ankle. Uh, Embiid uh, injured as well. This was the Celtics' fault that they had no margin for error because mm. they, that's what they did. They were down 0-3. There's, there's, you have one slip up, you're dead. Embiid gets injured. He's got 10 days to figure out what the injury feels like. Jimmy Butler injures it game one against the Knicks. He's a decoy down the stretch against the Knicks. The Knicks are idiots and don't test him. Knicks lose. Jimmy misses game two. Um, he doesn't have a particularly good rest of the series. doesn't matter. It happens in this game. Gabe Vincent hurts his ankle into game four. Misses game five, they've got margin forever. Forever. No issues. Comes back, looks good game six, and plays great in game seven. It wasn't the get the series wasn't lost though in game seven. It was lost, I would say, in game two. 96, 87, six minutes to go. And pretty much no one turned up besides Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown goes seven for twenty-two. Uh, and the, the Celtics shit their pants in clutch time once again. And it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Um, it's a good Groundhog Day. I know a lot of fans would, you know, not hate to be in this position, but um, five wins away this year. We were two wins away last year. We're close. But these fucking heat. Um, Caleb Martin. Devil Magic literally shot 60-49% and absolutely was robbed for the Eastern Conference Player MVP award. Uh, Jimmy Butler has On a stranglehold, stranglehold 
over the media. That what what the hell's that? I like, don't know. Caleb Martin was easily the Heat's most important player, at least the last few they're, games. They're never gonna give it to like a. He, it's always gonna go four, to the star guy. He got four out of the nine yeah, he, votes. Yeah, he got votes. Yeah. He was one vote away. If, Jimmy, if bon, Tim Bontemps wasn't would get off his knees for once for Jimmy Butler, <laughs> who voted for Jimmy Butler over Jason Tatum in last year's uh, Eastern Conference award. Uh, but Caleb Martin, the Heat shot like out of their mind for the entire series. Um, I saw a stat that in the last. Oh, look, I've been going. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot to pick out here. Um, but um, Jalen's probably at the top of the list. Well, Matt Beatty, as someone who has been actively campaigning against Jalen Brown's $300 million max extension, which I will place my flag in the sand that I actually agree with you, Celtics cannot give a max to a guy that just isn't able to get it done on top of another super max, whatever you want to call them. Well, what what are you thinking here? Really, realistically, is this time... To split up the Jays. Well, we're going straight into I, it. Okay. Fuck me. All right. I want to. I want to clear it up first. I'm not against him getting a super max. Like he's played the last few years. Like he's earned it, right? Like he's he's going to get it, and he should be offered it, and he he should accept it if if that's the case. But I, I guess that's the the question there, whether or not Boston actually want to do that and they want to go down that path of offering that money. But I don't know. I feel like he probably. Surely that's going to be a slight if they don't. If they come in under and say, hey, we don't want to give you that money, well, then I, I think this will start to unravel and we'll get to a point where, yeah, maybe he's not on the team next year. How about this, Jalen Brown? You want a Supermax contract? The best player on the team, the player that absolutely deserves a Supermax contract, hurts his ankle, and we don't even need an All-NBA performance from you, Jalen. You're down seven in the third quarter of a Game 7. Maybe don't go eight for 23, eight turnovers and absolutely tank the entire offense. Single-handedly play one of the worst games I've seen from an all-star in a big game. Maybe maybe do that. Do you think... And we'll offer you the fucking Super Should the Celtics give... Yeah, like should the Celtics give a $300 million Supermax to Jalen Brown knowing this is going to like dictate the kind of decisions Celtics can make moving forward surrounding Jalen and Jason with a supporting cast that can help them get to the last stage, is it really wise? Like As good as he is, and he is obviously good, as Beatty said, you only are in the discussion for a Supermax contract if you've done something to earn it. But, you know, like, is this the, the smart move? Yeah, yeah, like the other thing as well, though, as much as I've just said he's good, sorry, I... I, I don't know if he's super max good, he but it's not, just the not. fact that, yeah, it's just the fact that that situation in Boston where they've been a really good team for a number of years, pretty much the entire run there with, with those two guys, they've been contending. And as part of that, I think both of those guys have been put up on this pedestal as being these, these superstars and they, and they are, but it's just like, I, I don't them. think he's, that, he's not that them. level. Yeah. He's not yeah. that level. Like it, it's similar to, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to make this compar- comparison, but you look at Philly when it was Embiid and Simmons, but like, obviously it was, you know, one was better than the other. And I, for so long, I feel like we probably lied to ourselves and pretended that that wasn't the case. And I'm, again, obviously that's a terrible c- comparison because Jalen's much better than Ben Simmons, but 
it, it's more, I just, I don't think that this whole Manager. concept of the super max was created. It wasn't meant to be that, that one team would have multiple of them on, on, on their roster at once. And it's just, it so happens that Boston was good enough to, to draft these two guys and develop them. And, and now they're in this situation. Yeah, it's it's a terrible system that there's like no middle ground that um, like if you make second team All-NBA one time because of, you know, a couple of guys being injured, team success, etc. Now the Celtics are in this position where it's good that they have this advantage to offer him more, but it's like it's 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 too much. Like yeah. if you make first team All-NBA twice, then yeah, Tatum yeah. should obviously be eligible but if Jalen makes second team all NBA once maybe it should be like you're able to be offered this much there is there's a few options here um, what were you gonna say baby I uh, know I it's it's not a bad like I didn't really sort of realize the all NBA machinations and how it works but it does make sense and probably another factor that I think maybe will play a, a part going forward is like teams guys just not necessarily trying balls to the wall for the regular season and all of a sudden they're not getting into an all NBA spot and then now and and that's not to take away from what Jalen Brown's done the last the last season. But, you know, I, I think if if that's gonna happen, I mean we even saw it back into this season with Jokic, right? The guy kind of just cruises that last month or so, probably is happy to lose the MVP race. But, you know, nobody is gonna say Joel Embiid is better than Jokic right now. Yeah and but yes, go on, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and this is the next year it becomes positionless. So, like, Jalen Brown's going to have no shot of being a top 15 overall player um, probably ever now. Like, the way that it was, like, the forwards in this specific year, LeBron missed a bunch of games, Kawhi missed a bunch of games, KD missed a bunch of games. Like, there there was a bunch of forwards that missed a bunch of time, and that was a part of the reason why he yeah. got in. Now, if, the, if they sign him to the Supermax, that means it doesn't kick in until not next year, kicks in the year after, and then Tatum Supermax doesn't kick in for the year after that. So, like, there's still a runway to do things with this core. And so it's like worst-case scenario, they have this core who's like if the season starts tomorrow, they're going to be a top three, top four title con- title contender again. So it's like, okay, they could win the title next year. Wouldn't It wouldn't shock anyone. The problem is what happens down the line there um, – does his does the value of that contract get so bad that um, that you can't trade him? I don't think so. He's that young. Like even if he's like he's in the middle of the supermax and he's this like all star thirty year old and he's got like two years left on a contract. Like it's not not the worst. I mean, Russell Westbrook won an MVP and then we were saying that by the end of that contract. Yeah, but true. But he but he was like that was like a, he was much much worse and much much older. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I would do, and we have precedent with Rudy Gobert. The Utah Jazz got him back on under the Supermax. They got him on slightly more than a normal max. And that's what you have to do, I think. Um, because I don't, I don't will think. Will he? Yeah. Will, that, this is the thing though, in this age of, you know, players getting offended, they didn't get it offered a certain amount of money is Jalen the type that might not go for a slightly above max when he wants the super max I think Jalen's really hard to read like on his first rookie extension he took a pretty team well it's funny at the time Jalen's contract was looked at by a lot of people as an overpay 
and then he ended up being like a really good value deal. Yeah, because he, he kept improving significantly year on year. So he, he maybe feels that he's been underpaid, so he's like, now it's time to show me how, how loyal you really are. Um, but you have to say to Jalen, like, you want to win. If we sign you to this deal, then, like, that's going to completely impact um, what happens. There's also other theories that the new CBA is going to, like, um, everybody else is going to become cheaper. Like, it's actually not going to be as bad to fill out your roster. It's just going to be all the middle contracts become cheaper because the rest of these teams are paying so much money to other t- to other to their stars and the middle class of the NBA is going to get tanked. So you try and sign him to the, I think the best case scenario is you try and sign him to like a slightly above average max. But then there's the trade Jalen thing. And you could have a situation mm. where you get a bidding war. There's not a lot of teams, like no, not a lot of teams with cap space, not a lot of teams, um, not a lot of star players available right now. Um, does a situation arise where all of a sudden it's like Portland, Houston, Brooklyn, who knows what teams come out of the woodworks that are like Memphis. Is there all of a sudden a bidding war and the Celtics are able to like accumulate all these assets and get good players? Because honestly, the Celtics are really freaking good with or without like Jalen Brown. Like that's how good the rest of the team is and that's how good Tatum's been. Yeah, yeah. I. And that's kind of where the whole don't re-sign Jalen to a $300 million $300 million contract comes from because why would you if the team is only marginally worse when he's not there? But to say that hopefully there's a bidding war for him, I hope, but go, having your last playoff game so such a public flame out does, I think, dampen the appetite for trading for Jalen Brown. There would still absolutely be offers from teams that have things to offer you, but that spectacular haul, I don't know if it's there. So it's like you're stuck in a rock and a hard place because, like, do we take a haul that's maybe not as much as we value this guy or do we pay him so much that it limits us going forward? It's tough. And you're going to make this decision after such a heartbreaking series defeat with Jason Tatum getting injured in the first play of the game. Shit go for Celtics fans. Like, I hear your point, Jake. Like, other teams' fans would be like, oh, you know, poor you. You made it to the conference finals for the fourth time in a row, whatever it is. But it's it's different <laughs> when you're, it's when a you're rough, in the middle dude. of it and you're like, expecting yeah. more by this point. Yeah, we, no, I hear yeah, well, And, like, this is the first year, I think, of the era that I've not at least met expectations to me. There was the Kyrie year, mm. um, but that I put squarely at the feet of Kyrie. There was like Rozier was unhappy. Like of the Jalen, Jason, Marcus core, this is the first year it feels like that they didn't at least meet expectations. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just you have this decision to make where it would typically be kind of easy. You just like sign him to a normal Zach Levine type max and it's like not that big of a deal. But then all of a sudden he's going to be making like 60 Eight million dollars, and it's like, holy shit! Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. There's a few different. Like, if he signs the supermax, and he's like a really good all star, and then Embiid becomes available in two years, like, Jalen can be a piece. Luca becomes unhappy. It's like all of a sudden, like you still like, it won't be a Russell Westbrook contract. Um, I don't think it'll be a Bradley Beal contract. I've, I've also talked myself into it. 
Jalen for Bradley Beal trade. Um, that's where we're oh, kind of yeah every day of the week. You do that? No, I no. I I think it's a bit sideways. I think Beal's played on a bad team for a number of years, and it's hard to to know how much he actually impacts winning. I but agree. Like, I don't get yeah. me wrong. There's a there's a few there's a few things that he does that I think the Celtics would absolutely love to have. But it's also I don't know. I think there's other things that the Celtics probably need to help them improve, and he maybe doesn't necessarily address those either. So it's I don't know. I I, I don't think that that's necessarily the move. It really depends on what they want to do. If they offer him the supermax, I think he'll he'll sign it. If they don't, well then yeah, maybe maybe we're getting a trade. Well, yeah, there's a few. I mean, I've been throwing around a bunch of trades. The one that I'm starting to like, that I was listening to literally just before we came on. It's um, you know, the Portland Anthony Simons and number three pick, and you tr- you like, it's a draft night trade, and you know you're getting Scoot Henderson because what's the thing that the Celtics are missing? It's like that elite playmaking kind of spot. Like they've got pretty good playmaking across the board but not like that one guy. And the problem is that guy's 19 and how long until he's ready to do something. Yeah. I really don't see Portland entertaining that either. Like why would you do that if you're Portland? Because I think, I think the move, now- if anything, Portland would have to get to a situation where they're, the, yeah, but for Boston, yeah, sure. But it's not going to help Portland, I don't think. Ultimately, it would be Portland being, I want to get off Lillard, we're done with this, and Lillard is the one that moves. And that I can see that for, for Boston, absolutely. But I, I, I again, without really knowing the cap implications for that. But I, I just don't see I don't see how that's win now for, for Boston. Like you, you just said, you're relying on essentially a 19, 20-year-old point guard to come in and, and be on a contending team from the get-go. And I, again, on Portland's side, you know, I think there's a couple of really good teams in the West, and I don't think Jalen Brown linking up with Damian Lillard and the rest of that crew, you know, minus Simons, I don't think that that really moves the needle hugely for Portland either. No, so I, th- I think the problem is, Beatty, like I agree with you, but from what I can tell, it looks like, to me, it looks like Portland's going to be more likely to try and move, make a big deal to, to keep Dame versus trading Dame. Mm. Like I think they should trade Dame and go shade and sharp Anthony Simons number three overall pick and actually rebuild because, oh my yeah, god imagine yeah. that team yeah that is league pass athleticism jumping out of the gym right like like that that seems like such an obvious path because they're not going to like there's no trade I don't think that they can make that puts them in like any like anywhere near a top five contender like anywhere yeah. near and yeah. so like but, but from what I can tell, Portland looks more likely to do the Anthony number three pick trade, which is would be, would be a completely sideways move. Um, but for Boston, like um, the Jalen, on a team that doesn't have the playmaking, where it's a team effort, everybody needs to be at least solid enough. And the problem with Jalen is, again, he had more turnovers and assists in the playoffs. He's been a one to one assist turnover player. And that's the one piece of his game that he cannot seem to improve on. So, on one hand, you you, you just, like you keep him, and what I like, you keep him. You have to change the approach. You're like your your Jalen Brown, Clay Thompson version, like not like the same type of shoot like shooter, but like two dribbles, three dribbles max. You're coming off screens. You're coming off a catch. No initiating. That's not your job. Like you turn him into like a, a pure assassin scorer 
and you and like try and like why why are you not a better rebounder? Why have you not been a better defender? Like these other parts of his game, like why are you just a scorer right now? And why is it when the shots aren't going in, that's all you're doing? I, I think on the other end though, like I don't think Boston have I mean Tatum, I think his playmaking has come on a long way since he, he first came into the league. But at, at the end of the day, he's still not that top level sort of ball handler in the in the crunch time either. And I don't no. think that, I mean, again, you, you're getting little bits from from Smart or Derek or whoever it is, but it's not that it's not that guy. I mean, you, you'll have other teams in the playoffs with LeBron or Luca or, you know, that kind of tier of guy. And I just, I think that's probably what they lack. And that's I agree my point. That, yeah, Jalen doesn't have that. Yeah, but like at the same time, like I don't know whether or not if you're going to run it back, he's just not going to get, instantly better at that it's not uh, at, at what point is Jalen Brown Jalen Brown I think Jalen's pretty close to being Jalen Brown I yeah. think like yeah. I think he, he probably gets a bit better just because of what we know about Jalen but like I don't know if that part of his game is something you can just like get better at by like it's just it's like Tatum's been getting naturally better at it because it feels like his feel and IQ for the game is just completely different he came in at a completely different level to Jalen at from that starting point, like that's their best chance, like for Tatum to turn into like a Jimmy Butler level decision maker in the clutch, right? Like he is like so surgical. And even if he's missing shots, he's always solid with the ball, always making good decisions. And that's yeah. the piece that Tatum's missing. But I like, I'm, I think Tatum will get pretty close to what Jimmy is as a decision maker. I thought he came a long way and was absolutely dominating the heat from four, game four onwards. And maybe he doesn't get hurt. It's different. And he keeps making those steps, like, but he's still not. He's still not there. My point is, like, it's a collective effort, and yeah. if one part of the collective right now is dragging the like, if dragging like that weakness down and making that weakness so much more prevalent, versus Bradley Beal has like a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Clearly, a much more like a guy that's much more comfortable with the ball and the games making decisions. I'm not saying it's Beal, but like Simons, I don't, like. I honestly yeah. have not watched enough of Simons to even make that. I cool. like I I'm as much as I can appreciate that that sort of comparison at the same time like I just I think again this playoff series it's just like you can throw the regular season stuff in the trash because it's like it, it's so hard to to compare what Beal's doing against Charlotte on a Tuesday night in November to you know game seven of a playoff series in 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 May and the the pressure that that comes with that. I like. I, I think a part of it as well, not to try and defend Jalen or anything, but it's like I think this is the identity of this Boston team this year, where they've really just played. Their offense has just been this, like a lot of threes that are just not great, and it's 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 not, it, it's 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 not really. It doesn't really look like they run much at times. It's it's not very organized. It's a whole lot of just sort of play what's in front of you, and a lot of just like let's play like that. And and again, when it's on, it's it's sweet and looks great, but. I think when teams actually play defense and they 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 don't get that first option, then all of a sudden they, they start to look a bit lot a bit lost. Yep, that and that goes back to Missoula, and they did yeah, not have yeah. a different approach, and they and it honestly felt like it, they it, they found it in game four. Tatum in the post, going to the mid range, um, doing different stuff, and four, five, and six, they really found it. But like again in the in the crunch time. Kind of fell apart in game six. You need Derek White to save you. Um, and the Heat, in particular, bring this weakness out. And the Heat, in general, bring weaknesses out. 
But this specific weakness, like Jalen was bad in the Heat series last year. This was, well, Jalen was okay in the Heat series last year. He was awful in this series, like a complete disaster. Like he was, he was 19 points a game, 19 points a game on like, I don't even, on like 16% from three, 66% from the line. It's just, just a disaster series. Um, so it's really bad, but then at the same time, I'm like, it, you're also in a really good spot relative, say. Uh, I mean, that's the other. Yeah. That was kind of what I was getting at with Boston this year and Missoula and whatever you want to say. I mean, the Celtics as a team, they shot thirty percent from three. Yeah, it was awful. And it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good enough if you, if if that's gonna be your identity offensively, and then you you're bad at it, then that you maybe you should change your identity because that's not working. Al Horford missing threes for the entire playoffs, like when he was the, the most, one of the most important weapons in the NBA. Uh, yeah. Um, and the Heat went satanic levels of hot. Like I saw a stat last 10 years um, of all the playoff series, the Heat shot the best on wide open shots at like 50 something percent. Um, but the amount that they took was like the 35th percentile. So like the Boston's defense was like not even allowing that many. They were running them off the line a lot. But anytime they got a sliver, they like just completely knocked it down, like at like an historic, historic number. And it's bullshit because they fucking missed every shot against the Knicks. Gabe Vincent was two for seventeen from three in the Knicks series. Didn't miss a shot against the Celtics. Like I cannot wait for Caleb Martin to turn into a pumpkin against the Nuggets. It's gonna make me really happy. Well, yeah. let's get into that. Yeah. Like we've broken down here a bunch of what's gone wrong for the Celtics. Huge question marks for this offseason. What is going to happen, both coaching-wise, front office-wise, squad for the next season? But we do have one more series still to come in this 2023 NBA season. The finals, the Miami Heat versus, Mm. of course, the Denver Nuggets, who for the past week and a half have been sitting at home (laughs) resting. (laughs) Hanging out. What's going to happen here? Is the Heat going to draw out the weakness of the Nuggets or are they just going to get their asses handed to them? Brady? I I mean, I thought if there was going to be weaknesses exploited, we would have saw it in the Lakers series and we didn't really. And I, 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 that what's, that's what I, I just don't see the avenue for Miami. Obviously, I love Spo. We all love Spo. He's the best coach in the I world. I don't. I'm sure, I hate Spo. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. He has. He has some ideas or plans of what he wants to do. But it, I, I just, I think it's a very uphill battle against this Denver team. And you know, they, they were humming in that Lakers series. They've been humming all playoffs. That they. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what the approach is as much as, you know, even, even on the other side from Miami, like obviously Jimmy's had some some really big games, but he, he hasn't, he wasn't spectacular in that Boston series. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that Denver is going to do what Boston did in the sense that they're, they're no. going to be playing pretty close to how good they are, their potential. They're going to be right there. So that's where it's... I don't know. I don't know what the avenue is. How do they attack this? How do they approach this? Well, I want, uh, it's yeah. it's literally. No, you go, Jake. I was just gonna say, like, if anyone can find the weakness coming to the playoffs, right? It was Denver, Jokic, pick and roll. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, he's gonna get murdered. No one's been able to do it. Maybe suppose the guy that can finally exploit the perceived weakness. 
We must not underestimate Spo. He will find something that they can attack. Whether it's enough to put Denver off their rhythm to the point that Heat can win is another story, but he will find something that he can attack because as good as Denver is, they're not flawless. They do have, I guess, weaknesses or points of weakness. I wouldn't say weaknesses, but like... Jokic and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter sitting in the corner, KCP flying around, yeah. Bruce Brown flying around. It's going to be a tall order. And Heat just had to work. They've oh, worked yeah. series upon series. They're in the play-in. They're in the first play-in game. I blame your Bulls, Josh. Yeah, I think this – the. oh, yeah, <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, that, it is really, like, there was a point in the second – Bulls Heat game where the Heat were like well behind. The Bulls could have just killed them off then and they wouldn't have even made the playoffs, you know? We'd be having a completely different discussion right now, but you know, they did and here we are. And Jimmy is going to have a go at Joker and if Jimmy is who he thinks we who we think he is, it's really hard to see him getting a second crack at the NBA championship and not putting his life on the line for it. And that's enough to me that maybe something could happen. I still think the Nuggets will win this series, but I am not counting out the heat. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's half myth, half actual, like this guy. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like it's not even that. I don't know. Like he, like he, he puts so much into the, the games he looked like a shell of himself games four five six and seven honestly if it wasn't for caleb martin like i don't know how it wasn't a bigger story like he was he's, awful he's probably he's probably exhausted honestly oh sorry the, the, the initial yeah no no I, I, I hear but like the initial burst i guess from jimmy to claw them up to this point anyway was so ridiculous that like he got injured at that one point, he came back. He's probably not close to fully fit right now. Yeah, but just being there though, his presence. Like I was watching the game that Derek White won for the Celtics, which holy moly, they nearly <laughs> kissed that away. Yes. And Jimmy, like six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I'm on the other side of the world watching through a TV, and I could feel the shift. Like he just flicked a switch and isn't going to miss now, even though he's had the worst game ever. If you're his teammate, like I can only imagine that is the most intense feeling in the world. And that, you know, that's how you get Caleb Martin going nuclear because they've got Jimmy's intensity next to them. They've Um, got the heat culture just making all these shots go in. They got the heat culture. Mm. I, I think the Lakers had a bit of success with Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon kind of had a quiet series, right? I, I think he can be a little bit of a non-factor on defense, and I think that oh, sorry, on offense, and I think that yeah. is what they were able to try and exploit a little bit. So if you can, I, I don't know if that means that now you're, you're sending more doubles at Jokic or what that looks like, or if you're just helping, you've got that sort of free safety guy roaming around. But I, I, I do think that they they kind of had something there, which I'm sure that Miami will revisit. Um, yeah. It's the, it's it's really difficult. Hey, like I, I don't know. Yeah. The the issue with that is that the Heat don't have the Anthony Davis personnel. They don't have 
the Robert Williams yeah. package. Like Cody Zeller made it to game six just. We played two minutes in game six and was a minus seven. Like, and then he didn't see the floor in, in game seven. The the Heat don't have a guy you can put on uh, Jokic and then have Bam Rome. Like, who are you putting on Jokic in the post? Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy's like the... Haslam. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe this is the moment. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If there's, there's potentially, potentially, we haven't seen it yet, but if anyone can figure out weaknesses of Denver's defense, maybe that's where the Heat stand a chance. The problem is other end, and that's where Denver's unstoppable. I don't understand how the Heat have a chance there. And because the Celtics are dumb and obviously don't have Jokic, um, they weren't able to like take advantage of the Heat at times. But then also at times when they're rolling, it was like, oh, the Heat have nothing for anyone. Like all there's like all of a sudden Duncan Robinson can't stay in front of someone and Max Trees can't stay in front of anyone. Gabe Vincent looks small. Um, like credit to them, dude. Like they play such connected on so well connected on defense and they scrap so hard that it can make more talented teams struggle. Problem is, Jokic is, the, is a cheat code on that end. Like, you 50, back it down, get anyone a good look. I just do not see how they stop Denver's offense. Is then the answer finding a way to severely knock Jamal Murray out of his rhythm? Because if that outlet is gone, that does change things. Jokic then needs to become scorer. And we all saw in the Phoenix series, the one game they forced him to become scorer, even though he scored 53 points, lost the game. I just think it's easier said than done. Like, yeah, turn him into a... It is easier said than done. It It is easier said than done. But, like, it's easier than shut down Jokic, you know? Like the key has to be Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Uh, like I, I think this is the thing that is also kind of annoying that maybe we don't live in an alternate universe where Boston were playing to their potential and they progressed, yeah, right? Boston would have given I, the I, better chance. I think maybe another way to approach it is you, you got to play fast and you got to run and you got to get out and transition and you just got to try and run him ragged. And, and, you know, I think the best version of Boston, they can do that. Obviously, they, they keep tripping over themselves and they weren't able to do it in this playoffs enough. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Miami is – I don't think that's Miami. I don't ever really see them as that team. I think in a, in a, no. in a way that's how they've had success this far, this far in the playoffs. But you've now come up against a guy who is way better at everything else. And, and I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's – yeah. Yeah. And even like – one, the Heat don't want to play fast. They want to try and grind it down. Yeah. And two, Jokic, Jokic is happy to play fast. Yeah, the, the Nuggets don't mind playing yeah, he, fast. He, he, yeah, he can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's the thing. I think they can play any way that they really want. You want to gr- grime it up. Jokic just back you down, back you down. Go, Bam's t- too yeah. small, dude. Um, but that being said, I'm like kind of done doubting the Heat. Like, I want to pick a, like, I honestly want to pick a sweep. Like, it's unwise. Yeah. I I'm gonna get yeah. My I, if we're doing our tips, I, yeah, I think right. my Bring I, I'm gonna give Miami one. I, I think Denver in five. I don't even really feel great about like again. If if Denver's sweep, then it's sweet. The Lakers look sweet with with that then because they got swept too. It's all good. But I I don't I don't know. I think Denver could take a game off potentially, and it, it wouldn't even be a sweat for them. It'd be fine. Yeah. Okay, Beatty four one, Jake. 
they've been Denver's hasn't I am so jealous of Denver Nuggets fans. Like the level of stress that they have or lack thereof that they've had to face in these playoffs is absurd. Do you understand that they've been ahead the entire playoffs. They've been up the entire they haven't been trailing once in a series. I have no idea what that feels like, unless we're playing the Atlanta Hawks. It's <laughs> literally been trailing the entire Even game. then. Even then it was fucking stressful. Um But prediction. Prediction. Yeah, yeah, Nuggets Nuggets. I wanna honestly I wanna say four. Do I have tempt fate one more time? Do I really doubt doubt the the blood magic, the the satanic de- demon that is Spo, Pat Riley and Jimmy Butler? No, Nuggets in six. Just how much dog? Just how much <laughs> dog have they got in them? I know that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm with you, Jake. I want to call six. I want to call the sweep as well, but I'm going to go Nuggets in six. Something tells me the Heat are not going to lie down easy as much as they will struggle. The whole Nabba game here or there. I could be a, what could they be, do. Could be a fake six-game series. Like Nuggets go up two, what, two, yeah. oh, then two, one, then three, one, then three, two, then it's over. Mm. This Eastern Conference Finals was like a kind of fake, fake series from start to finish. Just about <laughs> like how it was. It's so hard to take anything of substance out of it. Yeah, because uh, it was. It was like I don't it, know it, what's going on in the East. Oh my God, it's, it's, th- it's so fucking dumb. Three zero. And then, and you win, th- like, you just, ah, oh, man. Cannot believe the freaking heat I made the finals again after being so bad all year. And, the, like, the shooting, like, I mean, if, if they followed their current trend, like, shit hot shooting for five games against the Bucks, awful shooting for six games against the Knicks. Unreal that they sustained this hot shooting for seven games. They had took one game off. Which just happened to be the other game where the Celtics shot twenty eight percent, which, by the way, was their third worst. The Celtics shot so badly in this series, um, and then they were probably going to be back. I like bet the bet the unders on on Caleb Martin. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, fellas, that's kind of all we can talk about before this final series gets underway. Friday, Australia time. Today we are recording on a Wednesday evening, so just around the corner. Any closing thoughts? No, oh, man. It's been, it's been a good ride. It's been a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good ride. We'll be back. That's all right, Jake. We'll be back. I, you have I, a whole week. To- I leave these playoffs. I leave these playoffs comfortable. And confident that after Jokic, Steph, and Giannis, I would take Tatum next above anyone else for a playoff run. Even Jimmy. Hey, that's yeah. something. Yeah, which I think is a you big deal. You got a top five player. So take that. It is a big deal. Well, until these finals get underway, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut Bite Size. Until next week, peace.